nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Today, Pastor George Pearsons pays tribute to Jerry Savelle's 50 years in ministry. Join in as he shares highlights from Jerry's early years of ministry with Brother Kenneth Copeland, next on The Believer's Voice of Victory. Welcome to The Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. I'm Pastor George Pearsons, your host, and joining me in the studio today is Brother Jerry Savelle, and we are so glad to have you, Brother Savelle. My honor. Thank you, sir. Oh, it's just great. I mean, when, when you stepped on the property here today and all of our staff and everybody, they were so excited to know that Jerry Savelle is on the property. Praise God. That's and, uh, wonderful. You know, we're, we're talking about, we've been talking about this word from the Lord that the Lord gave to Brother Savelle, but before we do that, I want to mention a couple of things. First of all, it is your 50th year of ministry and congratulations on 50 years in ministry. Thank you. Thank what an exciting time it has been. And I, you know, I, I came on the scene into your life when I showed up here, it was 1976. Yeah. And so um, I, we, we really connected with the church back mm -hmm. then. And, yeah. and I actually led worship for about yeah, a yeah. month. About a month. <laughs> <laughs> Played piano, Brownie sang. And, yes. and uh, I remember the comment that you made about me back then. You said, you know, people talk about, you never know what God is going to do. And he said, that's not true. He said, but you never know what George is going to do. That's yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, sometimes you would come up with some I think it was some Northern humor oh, gosh. that I didn't understand. Oh, <laughs> forgive me. Forgive me now for doing that then. But <laughs> we did. It was but such... But you turned out all right. I, I did. I really <laughs> got rid of it. But nothing wrong with the North. We're preaching That's in right. the North right now. That's right. <laughs> but um, I did want to mention, though, that, that Brother Savelle is going to be with us on all of our Victory campaigns this year, starting coming up in April at the Branson Victory Campaign. The Lord spoke to him and told him to, to join with Brother Copeland on all of the meetings. And he was just going to attend, but, but he can't just attend. <laughs> we, we've got to hear more about this word of the Lord. Uh, but I did want to do something, though, before we get into the word, and that is we found, found a clip that I wanted to show you, and we, I confirmed it today that this was the very first time that Brother Jerry Seville was ever on television. I know what's coming. And it was the prayer group. <laughs> it was 1972. It was a broadcast that Brother Copeland did. Yeah. Had a small group in there, and he would preach. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, we actually have all of those broadcasts. I think there were there's probably 100 yeah. of those, a lot of them. But, and I was watching them one day, I had, they made copies for me at home, I was watching it and I found you on there and Brother Copeland was introducing you. And, and I confirmed it today, it was Jerry Savelle's first time on television. Take a look at this. The Lord has instructed me to give Jerry Savelle an opportunity to share some of the things that he's learned in this with you today. Jerry. Okay. Praise the Lord. Uh, I might start with uh, when I first got turned on to Jesus, I began to realize immediately that in order to fellowship with God and to develop a uh, Christian life, a spiritual life with Christ, that I was going to have to learn how to pray, you know. And uh, I'd already made up my mind that I was going to live by faith. 
I didn't know too many people doing that, but I'd made up my mind that's the way I was going to live. The Word said the just shall live by faith, and I decided that's the way I'm going to live. So I found in the Word of God that uh, in 1 John 5, 14 and 15, it says that uh, if we ask anything according to His will, we know that He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, we know we have the petitions that we've desired of Him. Amen. Well, the thing that I, that I saw right quick was that's where most Christians got hung up. They knew that if they prayed in line with God's will, it'd be done. But half the Christians didn't know what God's will was for the situation. Well, I found that God's Word is His will. Uh, yeah. And when I'd have my back up against the wall, I'd find the answer to it in the Word and then present that to God instead of the problem. Well, that immediately put 1 John 5, 14 and 15 into my yeah. consciousness, you know, and I knew that if I ask anything according to His will, He heard me. And the 15th verse says, if I know He hears me, then I know I have the petitions that I've desired of Him. So that's a cinch. Praise, you know? the, Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And there we begin, television for Jerry Savelle. I can't believe you showed that. <laughs> that was pitiful. <laughs> Boy, did I sound like a country hick. <laughs> oh, but I'll tell you, the Word of God was... Well, I was born was, in Mississippi. I well, grew up in Louisiana, you know, so... You could tell, though, that the Word of God is working in you. Yeah. Now, that was probably 72, so you had been with Brother Copeland since... I moved here in, like, 70, latter part of 70, okay. so... So you'd just years. been with him a couple of years, yeah. traveling. Now, that's when he started having me do some of the morning services shortly ah, after that. okay. So that... that began my teaching ministry. That, you know? that must have been really something for you, too, oh, for was. him to turn I those I remember the very sessions. first service. Do you Jacksonville, really? Florida. Yeah? Jacksonville Beach, Florida. Yeah. I was driving down there, carrying all the equipment and everything, and all the way down there, the Lord said, are you ready? I said, mm. for what? He said, be ready. And that's all He would tell me. And so I, I was always studying the Word and everything, you know, and so yeah. I got to the hotel and went over and set up the the auditorium and everything. He said, are you ready? I said, for what? And he said, be ready. Yeah. So I said, okay, I'm ready. Well, the, the uh, opening meeting was on a Thursday night. Friday morning, I'm getting ready to go pick up Brother Copeland, you know, and take him to the auditorium. Yeah. He calls my room. He says, are you ready? <laughs> I said, am I ready? For he what? said, are you ready? I said, yes, sir. I'll be there in just a few moments. I was just yeah. I was just on my way out the door. Yeah. He said, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Are you ready? I said, well, God's been asking me that ever since I got here, so apparently I'm ready. And he said, well, you're teaching, in the mo you're teaching this morning. And so I oh, said, okay, man. well, do you want me to come back and, and take you to lunch or something? He said, no, I'm going with you. I said, why? He said, well, I'm going to introduce you. I said, I don't need any introduction. <laughs> I, I couldn't even remember my name, much less my sermon, you know. And we got over there, and he, he stood up and opened the service and, yeah. and said, now, you guys have been seeing this young man walking around here with me. And he <clears> said, today we're going to launch his teaching ministry. And he said, come on up, Jerry Seville. And so wow. I was going to preach because all I knew was what I'd learned from him. Yeah. And one of my favorite yeah. sermons that he preached was called The Greatest Faith. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. And so yep. that's what I was going to preach. And it dawned on me that he was going to sit right there next to me <laughs> on the, to on the stage. Yeah. And when I said, are you leaving? He said, no, I'm going to sit here and listen to you. And I got up and really I could hardly remember my name, much less the scripture or what I was going to say. But then I got into a flow yeah. 
And right in the middle yeah. of my sermon, he said, boy, why didn't you tell me that a long time ago? That's the greatest thing I ever heard. I thought, wow, <laughs> I said something Kenneth <laughs> Copeland didn't know. But that was the introduction that to the was teaching the ministry. Praise that God. was the beginning. And, you know, through the years, too, as you two have worked together, um, there were times when he would preach up to a certain point and then turn it over yeah. to you. And yeah. you'd pick it up That's right, right. right where he left off. Yeah, one of the first times that happened was in Arrowhead Springs, California. Mm. And uh, we flew out there. No, I, I was in my plane. He flew out there <laughs> in his, and I met him. And uh, uh, the the MC of the meeting said, "Tonight, why don't we do a double header?" And so Brother Colton said, "Well, who do you want to go first? He said, yeah. "You guys decide." Yeah. So Brother Colton <laughs> said, "Well, Jerry, why don't you kick it off?" And so I opened up and preached right up to this verse. Yes. And I said, "Okay, I'm going to stop here, and Brother Colton's going to take over." He leaned over to the, to the guy that was emceeing the meeting, and he said, would you look at this? This is my opening verse on his notes. And that, that just a supernatural flow, you know. That flow. And yeah. uh, that's yeah. been happening ever yeah. since. You know? yeah, there was a, uh, Brother Copeland and I were ministering to a group of people. He was, and um, I'm sitting in the room, and he's talking to this group. And I just kind of sat back, and I had my Bible open, and he was teaching, and, I, and the Lord, it's like the Lord elbowed me. And he did the same thing he did with you. He said, you better be ready. Yeah. I went, oh. And so I started thinking about it and I looked up a scripture. So Kenneth was talking along and then he, he kind of stopped. He looked at me and said, Pastor. So I got up yeah. and I finished out what needed to be finished mm -hmm. out. And that's, yeah. what, that's what happens when you serve yeah. people. You, you really get in a flow yeah. well, with I that individual. Working with Brother Copeland, you always be instant, in season always. and out. And, Always. And, uh, you know, one time in Charlotte, North Carolina, Believers Convention, yep. East Coast Believers Convention, yep. in the old uh, 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 Great Big Old Auditorium they had there, yep. Coliseum, uh, he always closed out the last night of the Believers Convention. Mm -hmm. So I'd finished all the sermons I was pre planning to preach. Yeah. I'm sitting on the front row and, uh, next to Gloria and Carolyn, Charles Capps and uh, Norval Hayes, yeah. uh, the other speakers. Brother Copeland gets up to start his service. And he said, let's open our Bibles. Then he didn't tell us where. So he just kind of stood there looking down at his, and he said, let's open our Bibles. And he still didn't tell us where. And I'm wondering, well, where does he want us to open our Bibles? Finally, he closed it. He said, Jerry, get on up here. God wants you to close this out. That was the night that I wound up preaching Oral Roberts' message, The Fourth the Man. Fourth Man. Now, that's yeah. the message I heard yeah. Oral Roberts preach when I was 11 years old, 1957, right. when I heard the call to the ministry. I didn't even know yeah. that sermon was in me, and I started preaching it that night, and it came out of me. Oh, and that was and uh, Terry, your wife, Terry, yeah. was the TV producer right. then. Right. Brother Copeland got up afterwards, and he said, Terry, whatever you got <laughs> planned for the next few weeks, cancel it and get this message on TV as, on our broadcast as soon as you can. Well, it aired just a few weeks later, and it aired on a Sunday, because yeah. I wouldn't do it weekly then, just Right, just a Sunday weekend. broadcast. It aired on a Sunday. The next morning, I get a call from Moore Roberts' office. He wants me to be in his office at 10 o'clock that morning. Boy. And I thought, he's going to sue me for preaching his sermon, you know? <laughs> and uh, when I walked in his office, that began my relationship with Oral Roberts. He said, I saw you preach my sermon on Kenneth Copeland's broadcast yesterday. And he said, I'd heard 
some time back that you heard the call of God watching me preach when you were a young boy. And he said, while I was watching you, I told Evelyn, it's time for me to begin a relationship with this young man. Wow. So that began my relationship with Oral Roberts. Oh, that's, that is yeah. amazing. And you've, some of the things, the sermons that you've preached and the things that you've done, there's one particular thing that you did. Um, it was very interesting. You were talking about the armor of God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we actually have a clip. Oh, do you? Of that. Let me tell you something uh, about it just before you show okay. it. Okay, yeah. There was a young lady that had a... Uh, studio in Hollywood where she designed costumes. Right. And so she asked me if she designed a costume with the armor of God, would I wear it? I said, <laughs> yeah, I'll wear it. Well, she did it. I didn't think she'd really do it, but she did it. And then she brought it to the Southwest Believers Convention. Yeah. yeah. She said, here it is. Are you going to wear it this morning? I said, well, I told you I would. So I've got that armor on and Brother Copeland walks around the corner and he looks at me and he said, what are you up to now? <laughs> I said, I'm going to make a point. <laughs> and that's what it, that's why it started. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Jimmy, I don't know if they're going to show this part, but I had them put smoke on me and everything, and I had darts all over me. Yeah. And I said, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Yeah, take, take a look at this. We've got, we've, I saved this just for you. Go ahead, okay. roll it. <laughs> for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand. So stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherein you are able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Amen? Amen. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> and you oh, preach the whole message yeah. in that. I, I deserve some kind of award for doing that. <laughs> <You> really do. <laughs> <clears throat> I never forget, Brother Cope said, what are you doing now? I said, making a point. <laughs> oh, man. And the two of you, and that's why it's so exciting about the, having them, we call it together again, but you've yeah. never left, but, but being with Brother Copeland this year in yeah. all the victory campaigns. I remember one time uh, you and Kenneth were on the platform. I wish we could find this clip, but you and Kenneth were on the platform and he, he started talking and he started coughing. Oh yeah. And he was, he was <coughs> and he's coughing <coughs> like this. And then all of a sudden he said, Jerry, 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 take over. And you, I walked up there and I went, I started coughing. He started coughing. Yeah. 
we, we saw that act in Telluride, Colorado. Oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah we went to this uh, show, uh, and if actually some people that were partners with the Copeland yeah. Ministry, yeah. they owned this place, and they asked us to stay over and see this country western show. And this guy got up and he started singing, and all of a sudden he started coughing. <laughs> and so he asked the MC to come over and take over. And the guy started coughing. coughing. And so well, we were laughing about that for days, but I didn't know that he was going to do it in the Believers Convention. <laughs> but when he started doing it, at first it, I thought, what's wrong with Brother Copeland? Then, uh, then I caught on you real quick. It. I said, okay, he's doing that oh, skit. Oh, <laughs> man. I've got, I've got one more clip. I hadn't planned on doing this in this broadcast. I hope you don't mind. But, but oh, I, I love it. I the, love the, it. I've got one more clip. And one of, the, one of the most famous sermons that you preached among many was talking about the canoe. Oh, yeah. And just tell them a little bit about that, this, the, the synopsis of the... Well, you know, uh, I was asking the Lord one day, what is the life of faith really like? And it's come up out of my spirit. Mm. It's like trying to go upstream in a canoe against the current. Yeah, yeah. And so that illustration was in me. And so uh, Brother Copeland and I were going to be preaching in Fresno, California. And so he introduced me and I went into the service. And I did that illustration for the first time in that meeting in Fresno. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the people loved it. I mean, it just really hit home, you know. They could identify with it. And then after that, every time I'd be with Brother Copeland, he'd say, you going to preach the canoe, canoe. story? <laughs> I said, no, I wasn't planning on it. He said, I said, are you going to do the canoe story? I said, no, I hadn't planned on it. He said, I said, are you doing the canoe story? I said, that's exactly what I came to preach on. <laughs> so he, he got the way he would have me tell that nearly everywhere we went. <laughs> well, we have a little clip of the canoe story. I was watching it earlier today, and you, you just, you, have, you guys have got to see this. Let's roll the canoe story. Did you notice going downstream in a canoe, you really don't have to paddle all that much because the stream, the force of the stream will carry you its direction. But the moment you make the decision, <clears throat> that you're going to make Jesus Lord and you're going to live by God's Word, you have to get that paddle out of the bottom of the canoe and start turning this thing around. And I want you to notice that it's not easy to turn a boat around when it's going downstream. And you finally get it at about this angle and you're at a 90-degree angle with the stream and this is perfect position for shipwreck. You got the stream beating up against your ship and it's hard to get that thing around. And here you're thinking, dear God, can you ever get it around? This stuff's hard, I can't do it. And you throw your paddle down and your canoe gets turned around. You love God, but you're living like the world. You're sad, depressed. Brother Hagin comes to town. Teach you, you can have what you say. You hear about his meeting. You paddle into his seminar. <laughs> and brother, he goes to preach and you come alive and you think, dear God, I'm going to live this way. And you start turning that thing around. And here you go again, 90 degree angle with a stream. But this time you said, I can have what I say. I can have what I say. I'm going to get this thing turned around in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I got it. Don't quit paddling now. <laughs> don't, don't quit paddling don't now. Don't quit paddling now. Oh, Amen. Brother Jerry, that's amazing. That's amazing. That really, people really identified with that. Yeah. And over the years, now that was way back yeah. when I preached that. Over the years, we've had people order that DVD and they never, the sermon was called The Law of Progression. 
Yeah. Nobody knows that. The law that, That's not what they call it. They, they say, call it the canoe you still story. have the canoe story. <laughs> so everybody in the office knows that's what they're talking about. But the title of the message was The Law of Progression. And I just threw the canoe story in there. Right. You Do know. you still have that? Is oh, that yeah. still available? Yeah. No, people still order it. Like so it was... you can go to Brother Savell's website <laughs> and get the canoe. St oh, excuse me, the law of progression. They won't know what that is at the office. <laughs> well, they, they won't call know. It canoe story. <laughs> Ask for the canoe story. Ask for the canoe story. Yeah. Um, well, and some of the things, and I'm going to show you one more thing. Um, that's the way this broadcast turned out today. Okay. But you and I, you had just ministered uh, at a staff chapel here not too long ago, and you walked through a corridor, and in this corridor, out to the garage area in the church, we have the Revival Capital yeah. of the World brochure that was produced in 1979. We had it enlarged. Mm -hmm. And we stopped there by the photograph of the overlay of this property. And you started telling a story. I said, stop, stop. Yeah, yeah. And I took my phone out, and I, I captured what you said and uh, about the revival capital. I want you to take a look at this. This is faith in action. Way back in about 1970, when I first came to work with Brother Copeland, he had a little skylight, Cessna skylight, and we would get in it and fly over here, and he would scatter the cattle off the runway, and we would do a touch and go. And every time we touched down, Brother Copeland would say to me, you hear me saying it? One day I'm gonna own this place. Then we'd circle around, we'd come back, we'd do a touch and go, and every time we'd touch down, he'd say, you hear me saying it? One day I'm gonna own this place. And here it is. <laughs> so here we are. Yeah. You were with him when he would fly, this so many years ago, before, yeah. before we were even thinking about this property, and the Lord was dealing with him then yeah. about it. You, you have been with him through thick and thin and in well, all yeah. kinds of situations. And, and you know, George, when I was talking about those touch and goes, yeah. he had to circle that airport a couple of times to chase the cows off the runway. <laughs> Scatter the <laughs> cows. So after they got off the runway, then he would touch down. My goodness. And he'd start that confession. Then wow. he'd swing around again and touch down and start that confession. And here all these years later, you know, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Praise God. And that's the way the Lord does with us. Yep. Here it is. We'll be right back. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.